this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. And we are in the process of what I call the week of weeks. If you haven't been listening to the shows this last month, or you're new to us, welcome. Uh, this is a very special time for being reminded of what literally actually happened. There's so much information. And I think one of the things I like about the process of looking at this story, this account, every year, is you, you develop some ideas, some insights. I, I've said this recently. Um, every year it seems like I have a, a new insight. And th- this year it's on the life of Nicodemus. But there, there was Peter, and there was Judas, and there's the climate of the community where Jesus was. And so I, I'm just prayerful that you will have downloaded the week of weeks reading material. I know it's a lot of Bible reading to do every day, but I want to encourage you to at least choose one of it. And one of the things that so I, was, I recommended to someone not long ago, we just take all the Matthew readings because it starts in Matthew 21 and it goes through to Matthew 28, which is only seven chapters. So if you just took one chapter, even if it's out of sequence, you, you could read all of the things that happened in this week of weeks, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So today I want to talk to you just for a few minutes about Wednesday We have a lot of looking back at what Wednesday looked like. The Passover is coming. Remember, this is Passover week in Jerusalem. And there's this lovely little poem. While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon Leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why waste the perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. They rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, Jesus said. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will have with you always. You can help them any time, but you will not have me. And then he says, she has come to pour this perfume on my body in preparation for my burial. You have to remember, girls, guys, whoever's listening to me today, they didn't have a big fat Bible on the shelf telling them what was happening. There was Jesus, their leader. All of them have now said, he is the Messiah, he is the Lord. Who do you say that I am? They've all acknowledged this. They're all going to blow dust in about three days and deny him, Peter particularly, and we talked about that a few days ago. So what do you think is going on in their minds when this woman comes in, she's not a part of their community, and she has this amazing vial of perfume, costly perfume, and she breaks the whole thing over. I I did a lesson on this some months back. She never stopped kissing his feet. That's what it was. She never stopped kissing his feet. When you read this account, and then Jesus says, this woman will be remembered always. I'm just like stunned at that. How many things in our culture do men and women do intentionally so they will be remembered? And here's the woman who comes into an environment. She's not welcome. She does a bizarre, outlandish, radical thing. 
And I think this year, if I were to put a word on what I've observed about the week of weeks, I would say it was radical. It was radical. Everything that happened was out of line, off the charts, impossible to believe it could happen. And so this, this day, this Wednesday, that is a primary um, activity of the day. And then on Thursday, we move into the information you have on the website counts at the fourth day because we start on Sunday, okay? So this fourth day, Jesus announces his betrayal and crucifixion, and the Sanhedrin plan to kill him very subtly and Judas' covenants to betray him. And that was one of the thoughts that I had some years ago. Do you think Judas was really just set out to betray Jesus, or do you think Judas might have had his own idea of how he might get something done? I'm like that. I look around and I say, I can fix this. I know how to get this done. And in my lifetime, and I'm old enough to say this, I have got it done. My husband says, oh, honey, you are great at outcome. But sometimes you miss the process. <laughs> and how many times, too, more than I like to admit, that I have missed the process and wounded someone's feeling who was getting it done, but not as fast, or not as efficiently, or not as beautifully, or whatever the reasons were, and I butted in. So look to this week and see um, what's going on. Thursday is the day that we come to the donkey story the Old Testament, the prophecy of there will be a virgin donkey and someone will say, I have need of it, my master or Lord has need of it, and they'll give the donkey. And that's exactly what happens. And he um, comes into Bethany on Sunday and it is Passover week and now they get a room, they get a room, same sort of story. They find someone who gives them a room to celebrate the Passover. So this day of the week is the Last Supper, and it's been painted about and talked about and movies written about it and books written about it. And I think the two things that I would like to draw your attention to on this day, which is in some church denominations called Maundy, M-A-U-N-D-Y, Maundy Thursday, and it is the night that Jesus comes and tells them these things are going to happen. Now, he's been alluding to it. If you're reading the book of John and watching his conversations with the disciples, he says, oh, that will be rebuilt in three days, and I have to go away. And, and he's alluding to it, but they don't know what's going to happen. And now he says to them, I'm going to give you a new covenant, and today I'm going to wash your feet. And so on this Thursday might be the night that you take the time to wash the feet of your family, the feet of your family. And then lastly, and I want to do this today about Friday, because on Friday I want to talk to you about the life of Nicodemus and I want the whole show to be dedicated to that. So we know what happens on Friday, generally speaking. The, the Passover has happened, the meal has been performed, and now comes the going before the courts, casting lots for his garment, which is where the dice comes in, Peter's denial three times. Judas hangs himself. I, I think uh, any one of those instances would be enough, but then there's the crucifixion and the death and this complete surrender. And then 
Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, who I want to talk to you about on Friday. I think one of the things that I'd like to draw your attention to, because so many of you are moms, and that is something I've been so aware of in the last few decades, last maybe 10 years, is Mary's role in this. Mary, who conceived in an immaculate conception, was there at his birth. How many of you did any screaming at your birth of your children? How many of you said, ow, this really hurts? How many did an epidural and you didn't have any pain at all? But there isn't a scene of some woman giving birth that doesn't include a little yelling and screaming and pain and visceral discomfort. So there is Mary at the birth. And visceral discomfort is sort of a mild way of saying what it must have been like to have watched your son hang on the cross, to have his side pierced, to have him mocked and scourged. She's been with him, and now it is the end of his life, her, his birth and his death, and Mary has been there. She has been at both of them. Try this week to imagine what that would feel like, your child, a child given to you by God. We believe all children are a gift from God. Try to Try to put yourself into Mary's place as this day of Friday, Good Friday. Some of you have kids who are off school on Good Friday. Could I encourage you to do something special? Maybe there's a prayer garden near you. Maybe there's a church that has a service. Some churches have middle-of-the-day services, which are very unusual, and the church is not crowded, and you can sort of come and go uh, make something special of it besides getting ready for Easter. And then, of course, we'll have Saturday quiet to get ready for Resurrection Sunday and Jesus' return and all the things that happened thereafter. Well, I hope my passion for this Holy Week is somehow communicated to you enough to inspire you to have some passion about it. I look forward to being with you on Friday and talking about this individual person who made an inordinately unusual choice to follow Jesus. His name is Nicodemus. We are Modern Homemakers, and I am Donna Otto. And remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. You've got to make it a very uncommon day of imagining what it would be like to lose your son to the cross. <laughs>